Wait, do you think that our voices sound the same? Will people be able to tell the difference between our voices? I don't know. Let, well, we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're listening, Harry has the infectious and joyful laugh and my laugh sounds like I have a foot stuck in my mouth. Alveda's yeah, that's, that's accurate. Alveda's foot. <laughs> Alveda. No, they didn't know Alveda yet. We haven't got to her. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we haven't okay. got to episode one yet. We're still But I think we should start by actually talking about what this podcast is because yep. um, we haven't even done that and this is episode one. Okay. Why don't you introduce yourself, Harry? Okay. So I'm Harry. Um, I live in Sydney. Great. <laughs> what a great introduction. <laughs> Thank you for that. I don't know how to introduce myself. <laughs> um, and I'm Philip, and I also live in Sydney. And Harry and I are 34 years old mm-hmm. in 2024. That's right. And uh, we've been friends since we were in high school. Yeah, which was a while ago. It was a while ago. Um, things have changed since then. Um, I actually was watching One Piece during high school as well, right. but not so... Um, religiously. And I wouldn't say yeah. I watch it now either. Uh, I'm more of a manga reader. I find mm. the anime actually pretty annoying. There's a lot mm. of yelling in it. Yes. Um, it's a very childish series, but I think it has this undercurrent of, you know, deep philosophy and a lot of experimentation as well. As we'll go through the series, we'll notice, and we have to keep in mind, this has been running for over 20 years. Yeah. Um, that the author, Oda, I think that's short for something. Everyone just calls him Oda. Um, you know, used a lot of, explored a lot of different things like uh, sexuality and mm. transgender um, people. And that was quite pioneering, you know, 20 plus years ago. It's still kind of pioneering in an anime context, I think. Yeah. Well, very excited. We'll get into all of that as we recap from episode one. How many episodes in total? Well, in manga, it's up to episode 1,105. And the anime is up to episode 1,090, I think, today. So it's kind of catching up. Okay, so we're starting from episode one. However, fear not, because it is unlikely we're going to be recapping all 1,000 episodes, right? Mm -hmm. That seems No, it'll be ridiculous. And also... One thing One Piece is actually complimented for is there's not much filler. It always is very canon, mm. very few episodes people consider filler. Wait a second. That is actually more of a concern, though, because wouldn't it be the filler episodes that we'd want to skip? Surely they won't. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I've just made a point against what we're looking for. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think from... So I come in very new to One Piece. Yeah. I have never watched it. I mean, I think I watched maybe the first five or six episodes mm-hmm. like ages ago. I can't really rem- remember it, but I've just watched the first four again uh, in preparation for this. So I'm coming in very fresh. Uh, but what I do know is that there's, you know, multiple story arcs mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that some of them are skippable because I don't want to watch a thousand episodes. In fact, actually... <laughs> Full disclosure, I have skipped many story arcs. So although I'm up to date with the manga and I read it chapter by chapter, week by week now, uh, there are many arcs earlier in the series which I've just skipped past because I just read the synopsis online and I think... I actually kind of like a big opportunity for me in this series is re is watching those for the first time because I want to get the detail. Okay. Um, And why is our podcast called 
Nico Robin, the podcast. So Nico Robin is a character, a very core character of One Piece. And she is like the icon of the series in my eyes. In yeah. fact, if... Um, when we get into this series, we'll find that each one of the crew members of Monkey D. Luffy's crew, that's the captain of mm-hmm. the main ship in the series, they all have a dream and that's mm. really central to the whole series and what makes it kind of so adventurous and everything. Mm-hmm. And Nico Robin's dream, we won't, I don't think we should talk about it in this episode, but it's really core to the story and I think mm. it's the most noble one of them. Wow, yeah. I'm so excited to meet her. So... I haven't met her in the series yet, uh, but Harry has kind of created a myth out of Nico Robin in our friend group chat. Uh, A few years ago, he just started randomly sharing images of this anime character who could multiply arms out of her elbows. Yeah. And uh, she's... um, the true, she's the true epitome of diva behavior. She, That's right. She's honestly, yeah. uh, I'm obsessed with her and I don't even. She's super know hot her. as well. She always yeah. wears these low rise jeans. Um, Icon. She just, yeah, she looks so good. Legendary. Anyway. Okay. Great. Now, um, so the series came out in 1999. I, I just randomly Googled some One Piece mm-hmm. facts. Okay. So the creator was inspired by Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a major red flag for me. Yeah, um, rightly so. I really loathe Dragon Ball Z and I hated it as a kid. And um, anyway, I, it's just from the four, first four episodes, One Piece seems really different. So that's mm-hmm. comforting. Um, One Piece has earned a Guinness World Record for the most copies published for the same comic book series by a single author. Uh, Harry mentioned there's over a thousand anime episodes and it's still being released. Yes. Yep. And there's 13 films that have been released in cinemas, Mm. I'm guessing mainly in Japan. And now that now there's also a Netflix live adaptation, which I'm guessing Western audiences will be more familiar with. And that was very successful as well. Oh, really? Um, I think there's a huge like history of failure in live adaptations of Mm. anime, but the One Piece one was well received. Mm. When I watched it, I actually didn't love it, but I think One Piece has this huge fan base and it contributed a lot to it. Yeah. Um, I suppose for our listeners, like, well, I guess we'll get into it, but I don't really recommend watching it if you haven't started. I I mean, you can if you want, but the target audience is like 13-year-old boys. Mm -hmm. And... uh, First of all, that's not me uh, anymore, and um, it has dated. Like these first episodes, there's a lot of significantly. Um, yeah, yeah, there's it's pretty. It seems pretty dated, and you can just listen to us recap and give our thoughts around it. Um, and we're just raw dogging this podcast. We, we are, uh, we, are. Uh, we don't know what we're doing, but but I think like as yeah. a structure, I think that's how we should. Do it right. Well, let's start yeah. with a high-level recap of the episodes we watched yeah. and what we want to cover. I think in this ep- this episode, we're going to cover the first three or four. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to try to be very honest. We're not going to sugarcoat the series. We've already kind of criticized it a lot in this short intro. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not going to end here. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So why don't we start with episode one? Mm-hmm. Um, so for context, again, Philip and I have... 
uh, done our homework this week. We both watched or rewatched the first four episodes and we've taken some notes and how it all went. And I had to watch it on the lowest volume setting on my TV that I've ever watched anything because mm-hmm. there is so much shouting in this TV Horrible. show. Yeah. I am mortified at the idea of my neighbours hearing me listening yeah. to this show. Did you watch it subbed or dubbed? I watched it subbed. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue with that, I think. Have you watched, yeah, it, I watched it subbed as well? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, great, because I thought, uh, what's his name? Zorro? Luffy or Zorro? Zorro. I think his voice is really hot. Yeah. Well, he's like the hot crew member. Yeah. He's um, got like, he has a lisp as well, but like a straight lisp. It's yes, like, yeah. It's quite, you know, sexy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay. Let's start from episode one though. Okay. I think Zorro comes in episode three or something. Two or Two, three. Yeah. yeah. So I think like, let's just set the scene. So from what I remember, uh, we open up to a shot of the sky uh, seagulls. Wow, you're going yeah, really detailed. Well, it's just good to set the scene. <laughs> oh uh, my god! The sh- a shot of seagulls. <laughs> what we can't go frame by. Well, frame. the reason I remember that frame is because it was so shit. Like you could tell that it was just three graphics, and they just spun it like rotating. Yeah, it well, <laughs> but this is a fact in anime that pilot episodes, episode one, is always low budget. They don't mm. have money. And they are just uh, presenting the pilot episode to pitch this series, basically. Right. So episode one of any anime series is usually very low quality, low frame mm-hmm. rate. Um, and then it usually improves as it gets an audience, yeah. you know. Anyway, okay. Well, let's get back to the narrative. Because episode one, we're introduced to the first villain, which is a pirate named Alvida. And Alvida is uh, kind of, like, great in that... Yeah. She is this uh, fat woman who is really, like, has a very high opinion of herself. Um, I love that she is a woman who, like, it's called out in this episode as well that, oh, my God, it's a female pirate. Female, yeah, captain. Yeah. 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 She's amazing. She actually, uh, she's wider than she's tall, mm. like the way that she's drawn. And um, in a few frames, she actually... The width of her takes up the entire width of my TV screen. It's so <laughs> funny. I was so gagged. I love the shape so... of her face as well. They really squash it and like she's an icon. And then she just disappears. I just anyway. We'll, well get she the don't worry because she comes back at around episode fifty in a new, okay, okay. very iconic way. Oh so... wait, wait, we didn't mention that we are going to be talking about spoilers. Oh yeah, because yeah. first of all, this came out in nineteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. so. We really do not give a fuck if you're concerned about spoilers. Um, where, yeah, I mean, I yeah, haven't watched it. Harry yeah. knows everything because he's mm-hmm. read it and watched it. Um, so, yeah, if you're worried about what happens, um, just turn this off. Yeah. And also, like, a big, big, great thing about One Piece is the amount of foreshadowing in it. And I kind of mm. want to go into that because there's a lot of things that happen even in these first few episodes, okay. which have big implications right. in. 20 years' time, like our 20 years' time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's get back to the exposition. Yeah. So, okay, so Alvita's uh, attacking the ship uh, that seems to be hosting some kind of dinner or something. It's like a luxury boat just to, with regular citizens, no pirates on the boat. Mm. There is this one mysterious girl on the boat who seems to be sneaking around. Yeah, so in yeah. all of my notes that I made about the episodes, I've just called her Sneaky Girl. Yeah, I she, call her Mysterious Girl. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, um, 
she's just opening cupboards and drawers for three episodes. <laughs> she's just like, she's just rummaging. We, we still don't know her name after Literally. the first row. Like, she's just going around opening trapdoors, yeah. cupboards. <laughs> it's so funny. Every few minutes they're like, oh, wait, this girl, she's looking for something. We don't know what. Anyway, for context, for the people who don't, that is Nami, who people who, who Nami, um, have watched the series already. But we don't know her name. name. If you were watching it for the first yeah. time, you wouldn't know her name even after the first She doesn't have episodes. any lines either. She doesn't yeah. talk in the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. But she's super mysterious, super sneaky. And you didn't mention that this opening scene, they're in like a Jane Austen style ball yeah. on a ship. Yeah. It's some kind of dinner. It's like, yeah, some like Georgian era, I don't know, ball that they're... <laughs> With people wearing like old like dresses. Yeah. And well, it kind of hints at the very hierarchical culture of the One Piece world, mm. which we don't really get to for a while. Okay. But there is a very strict hierarchy in the society of One Piece world, and that has like grand implications on how people respect the navy, how people view pirates, what okay. the role of pirates are and everything. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that because mm-hmm. you're right. We are introduced to kind of four types of people in the first three episodes. Pirates, mm-hmm. these ball people that are at this ball, yep. the navy. Yep, or the marines. And then yep. kind of like peasant people in the markets, yes. you know, just yep. like the villagers when they land on this island after they get shipwrecked or something. I don't, I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what happens. These episodes are chaotic, by the way. I could not really follow along. My notes are like, okay, where are they now? Yeah, I tried to write like key points and it was yeah. very all over the place. Yeah. Actually, looking at my notes now, another key character we're introduced to in this first episode. So again, quick recap of our very botched recap mm-hmm. is there's, there's people on this ship. There's this mm. mysterious sneaky, sneaky girl sneaky who's girl. opening cupboards. <laughs> there's this pirate, this wonderful, iconic fat woman, Alveda. Oh, I love Alveda is attacking this boat and our protagonist, Luffy, mm. is also on this boat. And he's arrived on it because he was a stowaway on some barrel floating in the ocean. Yeah. And they pulled this barrel onto the luxury boat that Alvita's attacking because they thought it was full of alcohol or something. And we don't know how he got into this no, barrel th- and we still don't in know. the middle of the yeah. ocean. Even a thousand episodes. Oh, yeah, later. we know a thousand okay. episodes. <laughs> Uh, okay. Good. Oh no, we do know. We do find out. We but it was very out. like it's okay. not important. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, these first scenes, this it kind of uh, sets the tone for the series. Like, for example, the pirate ship, the sail. Instead of skull and crossbones, it's love hearts. Yeah, you know, I love that yeah. kind of thing. It seems like a deeply unserious yes. TV yeah. show, which I'm really enjoying, and the intro song as well, which you didn't mention. Mm-hmm. Um, is a bop. Like, yeah, it's, it's really it's fun good. intro song. And I was like, we have arrived in Gag City as yeah. soon as it started playing. Because <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I really like My favourite moment in the opening, actually, is when the giant sea creatures are like... Uh, yeah. It's so beautiful when the that sound is... is yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, well, they're called, they're called sea beasts or sea kings. Okay. Um, I yeah. can't remember which one. Yeah. Also, on our Vita's ship... The masthead mm-hmm. of the ship is a goose. Yes. Rather yeah. than like it's beautiful. a mermaid or, or a yeah. siren. It's so funny. That is going to be an ongoing thing. Like when Luffy eventually gets his boat, it's, yeah. it's, got, like, it's got the dumbest like masthead. It's like this, this derpy like goat. <laughs> oh, it's cute. I love it. Um, but yeah, we are introduced to the genre of shonen. 
mm-hmm. in this. Uh, so, so I don't know much of like what, how would you characterize shonen as opposed to other anime? Well, the target audience is fifteen-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you characterize it. Yeah, um, it is usually involves lots of fighting, um, action, and adventure, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. Uh, typified by a male hero protagonist. Right. Okay. Yep. yep. That's one piece. That's everything yeah. one piece. Yeah. I only learned this the other day. Someone at work told me actually, and then I Googled mm-hmm. it and was like, okay, yeah. yeah. And this is consistent with when I was in high school, the anime I used to watch like Naruto, Bleach, those ones. It's, it's very, it's the same thing. Same, same genre, right? Mm-hmm. So back, we're all over the place, but back to the recap. Um, there well, is also, we're past the Vorum scene now, so... There's this other key character that's introduced in this first episode called Kobe. And Kobe. Oh, is that Wimp? Yeah, the little Wimp. Oh, my God. Uh, he freaks me he out. He is a big source of the shouting and crying He's uh, in these He's one episodes. of the worst characters I've ever been introduced yep. to. <laughs> um, I wanted him off my screen yes, as soon as yep. he arrived. And... Uh, truly hope he does not return after mm-hmm. episode three. Well, he's still around in episode 1,105, I can <sighs> confirm. Uh, but he does develop quite a lot and okay. he's not a strong feature. Like you see him in snippets, three episodes here and there, maybe 18 episodes in total. Okay. over. Damn. Yeah. Also, I think he's supposed to be a child, but he looks like 90. Yeah, I think it's just his glasses. He does look okay. a bit... Um, I don't know. He looks kind of freaky to me. And uh, in all my notes, I've just called him Benjamin Button. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> just it's looks just, I think it's the hair and the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, poor animation. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. So I guess let's get through episode one. So yeah. Alvita attacks this boat. Alvita comes across Luffy and Luffy destroys her. Luffy really... Um, has a very carefree attitude where mm. very much that's what his whole character is, is spent mm. and is really emphasized from episode one where, you know, there's this whole pirate crew, they've all got swords and everything and he takes it very lightheartedly and he defeats them very lightheartedly. It's not really even his objective to defeat them. It just so happens that Arvita, you know, has a problem with Luffy being there. Yeah. So I had a few notes on Luffy being introduced uh, because he already seems like a fully formed character Mm. when we introduced him in episode one, which is quite unusual for an adventure series. Usually the hero protagonist starts off, uh, you know, unskilled, not confident, Mm -hmm. uh, not aware of his destiny uh, and those kinds of things. However, basically in his first intro line is like, I want to be king of the pirates. This does happen in some anime where like that kind of um, clueless ambition or just like really brazen confident, Mm -hmm. like main characters like Naruto. And I'm like really allergic to them. I can't stand like, I don't know, confident people without, yeah. Without them like proving why so, do you know what you, I mean? you felt that about Luffy? Yeah, yeah, I was like instantly had a visceral reaction to him saying, I want to be king of the pirates and just centering, not only centering himself in his own world, but centering himself in everybody else's world. Yeah. Like yeah. I find that actually um, 
really entitled uh, and really, um, yeah, like not relatable at all. Um, No self-awareness in this character. And characters like this, I find, just manifest their destiny just by being annoying. It kind of seems like training for the patriarchy. Yeah. For the... That's very for the, interesting. For the audiences. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like the, the, main, the target audience for this is 14-year-old boys. Um, and it's kind of like saying you're entitled to have dreams that put you in the center of everybody else's world, mm. not just your own. Uh, and it's kind like my thoughts were, is this the kind of storytelling that conditions young boys uh, to create families and households um, uh, that center the man mm-hmm. and kind of idolize the man, you know, that of- often results in some, you know, abusive yep. uh, relationships, both with children and women in, mm-hmm. in households um, and contributes to subjugation of women and children in society as well. So I know we started off episode one of the podcast talking about patriarchy and that is like kind of um, an ick, I suppose, <laughs> in podcast world. But, you know, we are talking about a shonen anime from 1999, so this trope is coming through really yeah, strong for me. Yeah, I guess I had a much more naive interpretation of it. Um, I don't know how much influence knowing how the story and the knowing the structure of the One Piece society is, mm. like, in- influencing this, mm. but... I interpret it much more as like, that's really endearing, um, you know, in contrast to Kobe, especially who is, yeah, he's this cute little grandma. Not cute. Not cute. <laughs> cute little cute. grandma boy. <laughs> grandma boy. But at the same time, we hear that he's been enslaved to Alvita for two years after accidentally getting on a boat he thought yeah. was a fishing boat. And Luffy emancipated him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, for sure there are noble characteristics of Luffy that do come through, mm-hmm. but uh, I just can't tolerate the fact that he wants to be king of the pirates um, and is telling everybody. It's yeah, like, exactly. I'm just like, yeah. grow up, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe I'm more immersed in... I'm definitely more immersed in the One Piece world yeah. and I can see... Yeah, it's a shonen anime... Yeah. Of course, they're going to have these wild dreams and King of the Pirates is yeah. a cringe title. Yeah. Um, at the same time, because I know this hierarchy mm. and it's really enforced, like emphasized to the audience again and again, how wild it is to have a dream in this world because... Um, I see. Yeah. 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 Actually, I, I now that you mention that, it does come through, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's just very crudely in the first yes, three episodes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that's the first episode. What happens at the end of this episode? I don't even know. Um, uh, I'm just reading my notes. Well, it ends by Luffy and Kobe leaving on a small boat and talking about Zoro, who is this bounty hunter who's been held prisoner at a Navy base. Okay. And that's where they're heading. Okay, so they yeah. escape Alveda. Yeah, well, Alveda's kind of defeated. She gets punched off the ship by Luffy. Oh, wait, we haven't even talked how Luffy's made of rubber yet as well. It, does that come... That comes through in the yeah. first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't understand why. We hear, hear this thing called a devil fruit, and yeah. maybe that's the reason. Yeah, okay. Uh, but that's all we know. So Luffy's made of rubber, for those who don't <laughs> So don't he know. can elasticize his limbs to yes. extreme degrees yeah. and uses his 
body as a weapon to slingshot people. <laughs> and it kind of makes him semi-invulnerable as well. So Albida yeah. attacks him with her giant club <laughs> and it doesn't do anything because he's made of rubber. It's like, yeah. you know, throwing a bouncy ball on a yeah. bit of concrete, you know? Yeah. yeah. It is uh, It is quite comical. It's all very slapstick. Yeah. It's like slapstick violence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, my highlights from episode one, I think we've covered them. The one we haven't, mm. I just want to emphasize, is that, wow, One Piece is really childish. But yeah. as you go on, I promise that One Piece world is very hostile and unfair. Mm. And that childishness kind of uh, evaporates a bit once you get the context, context a lot more. But that won't happen for a long time. It's Wait, so you're saying it becomes serious? It is still childish and carefree, but on the backdrop that forms over the thousand episodes, mm. you can see, you can see the power of the silliness yes, and yeah. why that's so significant. And that will be a big theme. You can be, wow, this can be serious and silly at the same time. Mm. And they don't, they mm. can coexist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts were, do we really want to do this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the ending credit theme is a flop. Yeah, I, I, I don't actually didn't watch it that at song, all. I yeah, that song is a flop and yeah. Netflix gratefully skips it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my final notes. I wrote down here, I have no idea what happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. We have one wimp character who seems like he sees Luffy as a mentor just because he's an entitled brat. And then we have like this double agent girl who hasn't said a single word but is off to... We love her though. We stand okay, her. Yeah, she does seem kind of <laughs> iconic. And then we have Alveda Summer, who is mothering, but should probably calm down a That's little right. bit if she wants to cultivate a loyal band of pirates who thrive under her leadership. Yeah. Her, her leadership style is not to be... No, it's not uh, good. Yeah, not to be uh, copied. Sorry, my door just slammed. Also, I didn't mention, but I was in this room last night with the window open and a giant cockroach crawled through the window Oh, that's the cockroaches. I'm I'm actually not that afraid of. I know you are, but well, the cockroach is here with us right now. Yeah, and I have a boot over there in case. Okay, it makes a cameo. We can just throw these microphones at it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Episode two. Actually, I'll just read my highlight as well from our Mm. recap of the episode is characterizing Nami as just the girl who's opening cupboards (laughs) (laughs) all the time. So funny. No, but that um, that still happens in episode yeah. two and three. She's doing that for literally three episodes. Uh, so yeah, these ships are very advanced, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have lots of rooms and ballrooms and mm, stuff. They're beautiful. What but happens to the ballroom ship? It gets bombed, and all those people die. I don't know. I can't even remember. It just I think disappears. It like they so they escape on these when Kobe and Luffy leave. They're on this little boat. Mysterious yeah. girl is also on a little boat. Do you remember this? But they don't even. Like no, she's say say anything. She's just her. hanging off to the side. She just has this shocked expression, like "Oh my god, yeah." These two are on a small boat as well, yeah. but then they go their separate ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So episode two, we're introduced to Roranoa Zoro. Yep. Say that three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Thankfully, they just call him Zoro. Yeah, Zoro. Yeah. But Roranoa is a really cool name, actually. Yeah. Yep. Um, some of the names in this show are. Really awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with how they formed those, assembled those letters In together. Fact, that is, I will compliment one piece here. They always, they invest a lot into every character. Mm. Even these minor ones who will only be around for an episode or two. Yeah. They're fully formed. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. I have some comments. Very unique design mm. characters. 
Yeah, a- agreed. Yeah. Um, I have some comments on that later, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zoro is introduced as some sort of like bloodthirsty swordsmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the uh, typical silent killer. Yep. Silent assassin kind of character that you see a lot in anime. And he's really hot. And he's also tied to a pole in yep. some navy yard on an island that Luffy. And apparently he's been starving for to. three weeks. So he's been. So again, Luffy and Kobe have heard about this person, Zoro. Luffy is looking for crew members at this stage. So he's kind of intrigued to go to this navy base. Okay, so that's an important fact. Yep. So Luffy's looking for crew members because he wants to be king of the pirates. And in order to do so, you need to assemble. Yeah, you can't do that by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So Luffy and Benjamin Button wash up on some random island with a market bazaar where they're only selling bread. Did you notice? Like all (laughs) all the little stalls are only selling baguettes. (laughs) Oh, right. must have been an animation comeback. (laughs) Yeah, they just copied and pasted the the image. Okay. Um, And everyone's wearing suspenders. So I suppose that um, that kind of seems, you know, reasonable like there's no elastic in this ocean world well it's uh, all in luffy it's all in luffy's <laughs> arms um, but also the uh the clothes that people wear in this series is absolutely bonkers there's a guy we're introduced to who wears kind of like 1970s uh jackson five style oh hell meppo like the cruel yeah, hell, marine hell meppo hell meppo hell meppo yeah yeah he's wearing the most bonkers clothes while like the the market the villagers are all mm-hmm. wearing suspenders with no elastic so you can tell some of the class stuff coming through here already yep. i suppose um and zoro is all tied up on a pole mm-hmm. and uh there's some cute little girl delivering food to him and she's showing sympathy to this swords master. So we're kind of like questioning, well, why is he imprisoned? If, mm-hmm. you know, this innocent girl is trying to give him food. And then Helmeppo is introduced. Sorry, Helmeppo. Helmeppo, yeah. <laughs> I've written it wrong throughout all of my notes. <laughs> Helmeppo is introduced and uh, we're introduced to our... And he's, I guess, the first queer-coded villain. Yes, yeah. That we see in this anime, which is obviously uh, prevalent throughout mm-hmm. all uh, like arts, entertainment, media in both Western and, and Eastern uh, culture. So, yeah, anime is not unique by coding their villains as queer. They're usually effeminate men. With, That's right. Um, really, uh, what's the word like? Uh, lots, they use lots of tones in when they talk, mm-hmm. like modulating tones when they talk and uh, dressed really well, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, so he's, Hel- Helmeppo is the first example of it and he's ghastly. He's very cruel. He, yeah. uh, so the little girl who goes up to Zoro to offer him rice balls that she'd made and they really play out the cuteness and how she's done it wrong, but she... Yeah. Yep. It's cringe. He throws her rice balls on the ground, steps on them. She cries. He asks the two, you know, more masculine Navy people he's with, throw this girl over the fence. She is... Oh, um, uh, yeah. So so they're basically brutalizing the yeah. village civilians. Um, 
as I guess the Navy owns this island or something. Yep. Yeah. So, and then you, you kind of pick up throughout the episode that the Navy soldiers, what are Navy Marines? Yeah, Navy Marines. The Navy yeah. Marines are actually uh, fearful of Helmeppo and mm-hmm. his father, the war general or whatever. Yeah, so Helmeppo's father, Captain Morgan, is the top dog at yeah. this Navy base who's controlling this island. And then uh, it's kind of revealed that uh, Captain Morgan uh, is extremely cruel to his son, Helmeppo. That's right. And yeah. Helmeppo is kind of acting out this cruelty on his subordinates. Yeah, he's protecting. And yeah. so it's this horrible cycle of cruelty that's occurring on this mm-hmm. island and terrorizing the whole town. And um, fortunately for them, Luffy shows up and basically, like, just, defeats them again. Just coast through it just somehow you yeah. know really destroys them elasticized arms yeah. to slingshot captain morgan and helmet into the ocean or something right? yeah well i think that happened in the next episode okay. this, this one ends by <laughs> they're about to all these navy people show up while kobe's trying to untie zoro and yeah. luffy jumps in front of all these bullets that they just shot at him and they just go through him and get bounced back because yeah. he's made of rubber so he's bulletproof yeah as well as spiked club Proof yeah, as yeah. well. Okay. We're yet to find a weakness in Luffy. I think that comes up though in in uh, episode three. Yes. Yeah. He sinks, right? He can't swim. Yeah, well, yeah. let's just go straight to episode three. Because, <laughs> um, I think two and three are kind of... They're the same enjoying. story. Oh, wait. I wanted to talk about... Uh, so we, we get a bit of an exposition to Zoro's character, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of doing this uh, noble... Thing by starving himself as a prisoner. He doesn't want to eat. He's like, no, I'm going to withstand my imprisonment. Mm. Like, he refuses food from the girl or something. I don't know. And um, then we get a flashback into a bit of his history. Yep. And uh, he has some very tender memories of, I think it's his sister, some other cute girl in the flashback. Mm-hmm. It's not his sister, but we, we do yeah. get... We elaborate on that flashback later. Yeah. yeah. And what this seems to me to be is an example of the trope known as fridging. I don't know if you have heard of this, but um, it is now... There's more awareness of the trope of fridging in the zeitgeist and less mm-hmm. tolerance um, with it uh, amongst audiences. And basically what it is is when a female character is introduced and basically killed um, to uh, provide complexity for a male character. Right. Yeah, I remember you talking about this when we watched Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time uh, was guilty of this when they adapted their TV series as Mm -hmm. well. So basically um, it's common for a wife, a sister, a daughter... Mm-hmm. Uh, to be introduced and then within the first five minutes of the TV show be killed. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any of her own motivations or her own kind of um, uh, storyline and yeah. she purely exists just to provide a storyline for the male character and give him some depth. And it's an incredibly harmful trope uh, because it kind of indicates that uh, men can only be uh, complex or emotional or feeling mm. uh, if a woman is in pain. Yeah, yeah. To, so, so to yeah. round, to go back to 
how that's presenting itself in Zoro's backstory. So we get this short flashback of Zoro had this relationship with this woman at a, at a dojo. They're both children in this flashback. They're both mm. quite young. Uh, we don't see that woman die in this flashback, but it does reveal that Zoro has made a promise to this woman in his past and or this girl in his past, and they both wanted to be the greatest sword expert in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Zoro is saying to himself, well, I can't die because I need to be the greatest swordsman or swordsperson in the, in the world. And uh, so just being starred for three weeks is not going to stop me from doing that. I mm. need to hold this promise and get through this. Mm, okay. So we'll move on. I'm sure we'll come back to queer-coded villains and mm-hmm. fridging a lot throughout this series. Definitely. Actually, let's go quickly touch back on the queer-coded villain of Helmepo. So I think yes, we need a whole podcast episode. Yeah, maybe to we it. should. So a lot. Let's just say this now. A lot more queer characters are introduced, or queer-coded characters are introduced. Mm. What I love about One Piece is they are not queer-coded in a bad way later. Okay. Like this one, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But Helmepo kind of redeems himself a bit towards the end as okay. well. So, All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's give him a chance. Mm-hmm. So episode three, I think, let's just... I wanted to include episode three in our first podcast episode yeah. because it has two big world building things. Yes. It goes a bit into what devil fruits are mm-hmm. and talks a bit about the environment of the one piece world, how the world is structured physically. Um, so first off devil fruits, they introduced as this mysterious thing that have their origin in this place called the grand line, which keeps being mentioned. I still have no idea what it yeah. is after these episodes. So, we only learn bit by bit what these two things are. And even at episode 1105, we still don't know what the origin of the devil fruits are. Are you fucking are. kidding me? I'm not kidding, dude. <laughs> but we know a bit, like, we get these snippets about what they might be about. Oh Effectively, though, one in One Piece, there are these things called devil fruits. They're supposedly very rare. Mm. In fact, people don't even think they truly exist in these first few episodes that's kind of abandoned later in the series like they're a lot more common yeah okay uh but effectively you find these fruits if you eat the fruit you get bestowed some strange power in luffy's case it's turning into rubber um i think that's the only devil fruit we're introduced to in the first three episodes yeah that's what i know about so far and i am simply obsessed Mm -hmm. with this magic system in one piece it's great it's so cool usually in fantasy magic systems are really uh complex or hard (laughs) to understand you know the author is trying to visualize invisible things that only the magical characters can Mm -hmm. see there's a lot of training they need to go to the wizard tower to study to become blah blah do you know what i mean there's so much uh exposition that's required to explain the magic system in many fantasy Mm -hmm. storylines however in one piece you simply eat a fruit (laughs) and uh it's really iconic and delightful (laughs) as well because yeah luffy is made of rubber but there are some really stupid powers later like later on there's this guy who can turn into a jacket (laughs) 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 and then people put him on as like a jacket, and then he can like. Oh my god! That's, that's his whole power. It's so wow. bad. And there are some other ones. Oh, like so, Alveda gets a devil fruit later. So she's introduced later with a new devil fruit. Oh, well, okay. That's, 
And I it love that really, Avita's coming back. That is such back. a relief yeah. for me and something I'm really looking forward to. I yeah. love Avita. We won't go into what power she gets because it's kind of, it's really funny how all... It'll be a gag. It'll be a gag. Okay. It's, it's gag. Okay. Yeah. But, um, wait, was it in episode four or three where we see the flashback of Luffy eating the fruit? I think it's in... Ep- uh, I think that's episode four. Yeah. yeah. I Let's mean, just reveal it. Like, yeah, it doesn't so matter. So the weakness is revealed of Devil Fruits as well. Yeah, so the weakness is that they can't swim. That's right. And we live in this archipelago ocean Yeah, it's world a whole universe. water world. Like, there's, a, yeah. most of it is water. So uh, to eat a devil fruit, um, it, I mean, you could consider it mm-hmm. like a disability in some ways, right? If everybody needs to catch ships for transport or whatever. Yeah. So uh, the people around him when he eats this fruit in the flashback are horrified that he's done that. Yeah. However, this flashback is only like, like he eats the fruit so quickly in the flashback and the moment is over. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when fantasy characters uh, acquire their magical abilities, it's the premise of the whole book. Like it is literally the main focal point. Like they are the chosen one or, you know, they are learning how to, you know, breathe, like cast firebolts or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this moment of Luffy acquiring his, uh, abilities, he just scoffs down. I don't know. What is it? Like a cantaloupe or something. And they're like, Oh my God. Actually, that's the other thing. Devil fruits are meant to taste really bad. So, (laughs) and the other element just to get technical a bit mm. you only have to eat a tiny bit of it to get the power okay and no one else can eat it then it just reverts back to a normal fruit it's not gonna <laughs> do anything for anyone it's else so, weird. so only weird. one person oh can God. have one devil fruit power at a time there are exceptions to that which i talked about oh in wait a thousand so, so wait time. everybody's ability is unique are all unique there's, there's, oh. there aren't two rubber people there's only one rubber person may oh so there is one other rubber person is it what no Did i just said there are there are only there can't be two. Oh, there can't people. be two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I thought um, you just found something out that I didn't know. <laughs> so that's why there's like the jacket transformation right. ability. They, they must have ran out of They abilities. ran out, yeah. So then he had to transform into now, jackets. Now, I, w- I will quickly talk about it. Like where the story is at the moment, there are all these science experiments about duplicating the fruit and everything. Of course, it's uh, anime. But yeah. Yeah. It's still very mysterious where they come from, though. I think the only thing that's been revealed, and this was only revealed like 50 episodes ago from the where the series is currently up to, mm. is they are the manifestation of people's dreams. Like someone once dreamt of being rubber, and then <gasps> that has somehow come into the world. Wow. Yeah. But that's that was a very, again, as you just said, it was kind of a small thing about Luffy eating this fruit, which yeah. is a core part of what he can and yeah. can't do. That's kind of a theme throughout the whole of One Piece. Like, people do dramatic things and it's like, oh, I just did that on a whim. Or, like, yeah. yeah. It is it's actually quite delightful to watch and um, just makes me excited to meet Nico Robin yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Um, so... So, actually, what? let's go... So, the Devil Fruits was the other first world-building thing mm. introduced in Episode 3. The other one was a bit about the shape of the world. So, there's this place called the Grand Line... Um, uh, it's hard yeah. to kind of visualize, but how One Piece world is structured is there is this, let's imagine a sphere, a globe, and there's one big bit of land called the red line that goes around the whole globe. Wow. So you can imagine it already being split into two. Mm-hmm. And then going perpendicular to it, so also wrapping around the world, is mm. the grand line, which is actually a strip of ocean. 
Wait, uh, what was what's the other line? The red line. So oh, the, the red, red line, line is red because it's okay, red earth. Line. So red line is earth and grand line is... It's just called the grand line. I don't know okay. why. But... I bet that's water. That's water. So and everything that, in between there is land and water, right? As in like... Is also water. Continents yeah. and water. Yeah, okay. so there, and then there are islands everywhere. Okay, yeah. So where Luffy is at the moment at the start of the series is what we call the East Blue. And that's one kind of quadrant mm. of this globe. And it's called the East Blue. It's called the Blue because mm-hmm. it's an ocean east because it's east of the red line, I mm. imagine. Uh, so that just kind of... We get a bit deeper into... Why the world is structured that way? Again, it's still a mystery today, yeah. Uh, but it has some sinister elements to it, which okay. introduced. Well, I'm sure we will be learning more about that, and then I suppose just to finish episode three of, mm-hmm. I think we already mentioned Luffy basically liberates this island. Yeah, Captain Morgan and Helmeppo get, I don't know, slung, slung shot into. Mm-hmm the ocean or something ridiculous like what seems to be happening with all the villains so far. And um, Luffy Luffy kind of leaves Kobe on the island and this seems to be a, uh, a moment for Kobe to join the Navy and become a brave man or something. It was yeah, really that cringe. was his thing. It was cringe, yeah. Um, I hated that whole scene and did not want any part in it. And uh, I like how you use the word liberate then as well because that is a very important plot point mm. all throughout the series and it will you'll there'll be a very exact reason for this that is revealed later luffy is liberating people or liberating places from whatever oppression they're facing whether that be another pirate uh the navy in this case and a really you know egotistical maniacal mm. captain mm-hmm. uh or another entity which is introduced later, which kind of sits above the Marines. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that's that. That's. I think we should stop there in terms yeah. of our recaps. Um, but we do have one thing we want to do every podcast episode. Oh, my God, I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to introduce the concept and then... So yeah. I think at the end of each episode, we're going to ask a hypothetical. Yeah. Right? And each episode, the hypothetical is going to be different. And Harry, what is the hypothetical question regarding the episodes today? So the hypothetical for the first three or four episodes is what if what if Luffy died? Yes. What, so what if the protagonist died in, in episode first. three to four, but it's still going on? We're still one on, to three. Oh, one to three, yeah. and but and that's still true to this day. Like we're up to episode one thousand one hundred and five. Luffy is still dead there. Yeah. But the series is still going on. What would have happened? Uh What's happening? Um, well, I know how he would have died. Ah, uh, yeah, how? Um, and annoyingly, it would have happened in episode four, which we haven't I covered. know the scene you're talking about. And yeah. it's my favourite scene. Oh, my God, now I'm going to spoil it. We should have done this hypothetical next episode. No, Damn no, just, not that much happens in episode four, so you can just talk about this okay. scene anyway. Well, it's my favourite scene of all these episodes, and basically Luffy gets plucked out of the ocean by a giant bird? No, it's not that. He They see a bird and they're hungry and they're like, let's catch that bird. Oh. And Luffy slingshots himself using his elastic oh. power. And then it's revealed that the bird is actually gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> what? How did I not pick up on that? I just I just looked at the TV because I was making notes and all of a sudden Luffy is in a bird's mouth. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yep. this is really lazy storytelling because they're trying to get him from 
the boat to the sneaky girl. And the, anyway, yeah. so I think my way he would die would be that he falls out of the bird's mouth and drowns yeah. in the ocean. Yeah, because how be, could anyone save him? Which so would be so he's, funny. He's got a devil fruit. He can't swim. He drowns in the ocean. Yeah. yeah. And then in terms of the uh, impact this would have to the series, <laughs> I fear that Kobe would be the protagonist based oh, on really? his first few episodes. And I would probably stop watching. So um, I'm more informed than you. So I mm. kind of know how it would develop okay. if he died. So yeah. when Nico Robin is introduced... <gasps> Nico Robin. Nico Robin is part of this crime syndicate called Baroque Works. Oh. And that's her first introduction. But... Gag. What a diva. I know. Diva. Baroque Works. Diva behaviour. I want to um, be part of her collection. <laughs> But Baroque Works is also trying to recruit Zorro. Mm -hmm. So I imagine Zorro would find Nico Robin. Sooner. Sooner. (gasps) By Baroque Works finding Zorro, and then they would follow Nico Robin's dream, which we will talk about (sighs) another time. And Luffy would be out of the picture, which he wouldn't matter. And he doesn't matter to me, to be honest. He's not my favourite character. (laughs) He shouts and he's super ugly. Yeah, we didn't even mention how ugly this anime is. The <laughs> anime, the style of it, literally looks like a two-year-old drew it. It's so mm-hmm. ugly, um, and and that's One Piece is actually famous for that. Even for people who don't know One Piece, mm-hmm. a lot of anime uh, audiences just won't watch it because it's so ugly. Yeah, it's just a turn off. I think the other big turn off people have with it is it's deeply unserious. It's very silly. Yeah, it's so silly. Yeah, and but I'm yeah. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch it on um, level three volume on my TV. Yep. Uh, in my living room, each episode is only twenty minutes. And next podcast episode, we'll be recapping. Oh my god, the next nine hundred and something. No. Yeah. No, next episode we'll be doing four to six or something. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll pick up the pace of the episodes and I think so. And decide where to skip as well. We'll just I think it's just gonna Yeah. Yeah. There are so periods. stay tuned. Uh stay tuned on uh uh Rub in the podcast. Nico Rub in the podcast. We're launching an Instagram page soon and further developments will be announced as we progress through this podcast. We're very grateful that you have listened today and we'll catch you next time.